the College Planning Edge. Multiply your odds of getting into your dream college and get your hands on thousands of dollars of fat, juicy scholarships. Brought to you by Lockwood College Prep, helping college-bound families get the edge in college admissions, financial aid, scholarships, and test prep. Hi, it's Andy Lockwood from Lockwood College Prep, and this is actually the second part of the video I did previously that was sort of an outtake from a webinar I did for survivors and widows of COVID. So um, you can search on this channel for the previous uh, webinar, a previous video I did for COVID videos, which covered income and the two-year look back and what do you do if things have changed uh, since, since two years. This one is more about the assets. So let me just read this question that I got on this webinar. So I get it right here. So for those of us who that have had these funds sitting in a savings account, so these are funds that were from a life insurance settlement, uh, I presume, who need to place it somewhere and get it out of our child's name before completing the FAFSA, can you explain how the FAFSA weighs assets or investments in child's names? Um, and then there's another question about giving money away. So here's the deal with assets. Assets are not nearly as important or heavily weighted on the FAFSA, the free application for federal student aid, as income is. So for some people, the answer to this question is it won't matter because your income may knock you out of the box for the colleges that you're applying to. And that's a whole other issue. There isn't a magical number. Um, it has to do a lot with how generous the colleges are that you're applying to. It has a lot to do with how your child is positioned relative to his or her competitors and all that. So I'll probably do another video on that. But just to answer this specific question about assets, so relatively speaking, money in your kids' names, meaning a UTMA account or a UGMA or some other custodial account, that's penalized pretty heavily on the FAFSA, meaning up to 25% um, of that amount will be assessed so just to use some round numbers, if you had $100,000 in your kid's name, whether you are a you know, COVID survivor or not, you will reduce your eligibility by approximately 5,600 bucks because the penalty, I'm sorry, approximately $25,000 because the penalty on child assets is up to 25% of that amount. So $100,000 reduces your eligibility by $25,000 per year. It's uh, every year you have that because you reapply. Uh, however, that same $100,000, if that were in uh, in your name, so I'll use this hand, uh, that would penalize you only 5% and change or $5,600. So it really does matter where you have money saved, not how much. That's, that's why the Wall Street Journal said a few years ago, in financial aid, it's not a matter of how much you have saved, but where. So money in your kids' names is the worst. Might, might be fine for tax purposes or or um, uh, other reasons I can't think of because I'm not a financial advisor or an accountant, but pretty bad for financial aid eligibility purposes. But again, just remember, this may not matter to you at all, depending on your income and the colleges you're applying to and all that. So the second part of the question is, well, what do I do with these funds? Uh, am I just going to lose eligibility? And the answer is no, there are legal shelters that you could use to um, to stash that money off of your proverbial college financial aid balance sheet. 
And I talk about those shelters in a free report, which you can download on our website, lockwoodcollegeprep.com slash report. And that report is called How to Hide Your Money from the Financial Aid Office Legally and Ethically. Um, the other site I want to give out to you is my uh, where I posted, depending on when you're reading this uh, and watching this and listening to this, because um, this is going up on my blog, as well as uh, my podcast, The College Playing Edge, as well as th this YouTube video. Um, you can also go to LockwoodCollegePrep.com slash COVID. So Lockwood, L-O-C-K-W-O-O-D, collegeprep.com slash COVID. And that will have a replay of the full webinar that I did for the uh, COVID survivors and, uh, and widows that answered this question about your savings, as well as another 15 or 16, probably more than that, actually, uh, questions that I got from that live presentation. So I hope you're finding these these videos and this channel to be valuable. Um, please subscribe if you want to stay on top of any updates or any new information that I want to get out there that I think you might need uh, to help you navigate the extremely anxiety-provoking and stressful planning for college process. If you have a college-bound teen, meaning someone who's in ninth, 10th, or 11th grades, maybe even 12th grades, but that's usually too late. Uh, definitely stay on top of our information. And um, from time to time, I offer ways to uh, to talk to us one-on-one -on -one about potentially working with us. So subscribe to this channel. Go to those websites that, that I mentioned if they pique your interest. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you for watching, listening, and reading. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the College Planning Edge podcast. For more information about our Inner Circle Group Coaching Membership, which is a great way to dip your toes in the water of the whole college planning morass, um, and get access to our double secret software, College Guru software that helps you create a strategic list of colleges and identify fat, juicy, merit aid and need-based aid opportunities, as well as some other benefits, check out the Lockwood Inner Circle at LockwoodInnerCircle.com and use the coupon code PODCAST for 50% off the first month's membership. Thanks for listening.